So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley uh, with, of course, Six Figure Photography and Style and Story Creative. Uh, a lot of people know this. Some may not. We are still running a full-time wedding photography studio here in Columbus, Ohio, and we freaking love it. And so it's really fun to get the opportunity to interview other um, amazing entrepreneurs, other amazing creatives, photographers, to hear how they did it, uh, to give you guys a nugget, hopefully just one takeaway, something that will help you to grow your business. That's why the Six Figure Photography Podcast exists, is to help you grow your business. Dude, so often of this is about understanding your own self-worth and providing value to other people, like every other person around you. Like I'm talking like your leads, your clients, uh, the, the lady, the man at the grocery store, the post office, your wife, your kids, your family, friends, coworkers, employees, your boss, show up and give value to people. Um, on today's episode, we have Brandon Styles. You guys, this is really fun. What I love about Brandon as he's not a photographer. And I love episodes where we get the opportunity to interview creatives who aren't photographers. So um, Brandon was working as a songwriter out in Nashville and he wasn't getting jack squat. He wasn't getting anywhere, you guys. Um, songs were not getting placed. Um, they were not getting cut in. Um, and he just kept getting more and more discouraged every day. And so um, he and his wife, uh, they decided to start a live music wedding business. Now, I, I like I'm in my mind. I'm like, is that a band? Uh, we'll talk to Brandon about it. Um, but in his first year, you guys, um, they did get this. They did five thousand dollars. <laughs> I was I was kind of checking you guys out. Five thousand dollars. Well, but like, look, this is life. This is everyone, right? Um, and so uh, looking around at other businesses that are just killing it, right? Um, I think this is what we do. We look around at other industries, other businesses, other wedding professionals who are rocking at what they're doing, and we just feel like junk. And so, um, Brandon didn't get discouraged. I mean, I'm sure he did. Um, but he he did something really exciting, and this is what this episode is going to be about. He figured it out. He put in the work and he started to test and learn. And in 13 months, Brandon read over 100 books. You guys, over 100 books, like hundreds of hours of mentoring. Um, he put in the hard work. Uh, he didn't just learn. He actually did while learning. Um, and the next year was able to turn things around and do his first 100K 
year. Super stoked to have Brandon on the podcast today. You guys, without further ado, enough of me jib-jabbing, Brandon Styles. What's up, Brandon? How you doing, man? Everybody, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. It's cold here awesome. in Georgia this morning. It's cold. Son of a gun. Dude, cold. it's cold in Ohio. Yeah. Why is this? It's like, actually, yeah, you're way up north, so you've got it worse than me. It should not be cold. I totally agree. So you are, you're in Georgia, you said? It, uh, yeah, right outside of Atlanta. Fantastic. Right outside Atlanta. So, um, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about your life right now. Um, I'd love to hear what you're up to because again, you're not a wedding photographer, but you are in like this wedding professional thing. You said, so live, uh, a live wedding music business. Does that just mean essentially you like had a band? So it's band and DJs. Um, okay. started off in a, in a band cause you know, living up in Nashville, you're playing out a lot and you're kind of honing that craft. And I was like, well, gosh, I'm, I'm playing a lot. So I might as well, you know, make a little bit more money than the bars are paying. So you started, I started a wedding group and then that later evolved into DJs as well. Yeah. Right on, man. Um, so walk me through this. People aren't playing any music. Um, why did you decide to go into the whole wedding niche? Well, I think at the, at the time it, it just becomes about survival, you know, and, and, you're not getting cuts in Nashville. If you get a, if you write a song and publishers like it and the artists like it, they cut it. And that means that they record your song and ideally it becomes a single gets on the radio and you make a bunch of money, sure. but, uh, it's obviously very hard to do. And so I, I was just working as a songwriter as an unknown songwriter. You're not making hardly anything. So I started playing out live and it just kind of started off really innocently. Like I had a few friends be like, Hey, do you play weddings? Play ours for like, you know, 200 bucks. And I was like, absolutely. That's a, that's a ton of money. Right. And so started that way. And I was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I, I do, uh, being an entertainer, like I, I guess I do pretty well at this. And then it kind of branched out from there and we just kept booking weddings. That's awesome, man. Um, and so so then I, like, I want to hear, there's, there's so many pieces that we could talk about here because to go from the first year of, of kind of another setback, another failure where you, you, the songwriting thing didn't line up and then to step into this whole, um, what like live wedding music thing first year didn't work out. Let's kind of talk a little bit about the mindset of what you were processing in that time. I mean, like, did you know you had it in you? It just, you're trying to figure out the moving parts or like, how did you deal with two huge setbacks? Because as photographers, so like solopreneurs, this is our life, you know, like so many of us have started out and, and we're not getting the things that we need. Um, how do you process that? How do you handle that? How do you keep moving forward? Man, to be honest, I, at the time I didn't know, like, I, I honestly didn't know whether I had it or not. Cause you're right. I had looked at this thing that with songwriting where it was like, wasn't working out. And with the first year in business, you know, doing five grand, which really isn't enough to, you know, uh, can't really take a cruise to the Bahamas on that or anything. So it, it I was, uh, yeah, can't do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't do much at all. And so, um, I, the, the thing that I do think kind of the philosophy I have in life is that like, I, and we kind of touched on this maybe in the pre-roll is that I, I don't necessarily believe in luck in the sense of like, some people have it and some people don't. I really do think that you can kind of train yourself and put yourself in the position to succeed in anything. It's really just a, a matter of time and, and repetitions doing it, you know, putting yourself in the right position that many times, uh, 
getting the right education, uh, whether it's through books or whatever. So I, I knew that it was that success could happen and that it wasn't just a quote me thing, but I just didn't know when it would come. Yeah. Let's talk about education for a hot second. I think this is something that's, that's exciting. The fact that, look, did you go to business school? Uh, I went to college. I went to University of Georgia and I studied <laughs> speech communication. So I didn't do business at all. I picked speech communication because I thought it would be the easiest major. Like <laughs> that I wouldn't have to do anything. Um, you were wrong. Uh, art was the easiest major. I, I trumped okay. you on that. Just, just be an art major. You're good. No, here's what I love, man. I love that the era that we are in means that you get to create your own education, like out of college. And obviously, I understand the value in college. I think there are, there are certain things that I wouldn't um, that I wouldn't pass up in, from what I gained in college. But at the end of the day, like the amount of education that is out there for you, for anyone to just go take, to go get, like for, like for free. And even as I say for free, let's go like air quotes for free, like a $10 book, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. With, with the actual mentality and the drive, like to act, man, there's so much opportunity uh, to completely take control of your life. Wh- what inside of you decided that the best course of action after you're a, a failed year, we're going to call it a failed year, um, maybe a hiccup year. <laughs> Some people take the word <laughs> failure pretty harshly. A hiccup no, year. Let's call it what it is, year. yeah. What, um, what in you decided, you know what I need to do? I need to go read 100 books. So it didn't start off like that. It, it was more about I'm trying to I'm trying to think of exactly where it started. So this was like the end of 2016, and 2017 is when I started the like hundred book pilgrimage, um, and just because that was a nice round number, and I was like, oh, that you know that sounds kind of cool. So I think I read a book by Frank Kern, who is a really big digital marketer that went on to be a virtual mentor of mine. And I was like, oh crap, like I learned a lot from this book. I'm going to try another one. And uh, I'm really, I'm a really big Redditor. Like I love Reddit. And so yeah. I was on the marketing subreddit and there was like a list of the top 10 marketing books. And I was like, I'm going to read all these, man. I'm just going to learn about it. Because uh, just to jump back a little bit, maybe this will put it into perspective, is that when I was, I started in website design in college okay. and I took a year and after a year, I was like, I don't, I don't feel like I learned any more than I did on day one. And then <laughs> I, would, I want to know this. How many of you out there listening to this relate? You know, like you took yeah. a photography class or, or a marketing class and you get to the end of the semester and you're like, well, I'm the same person. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had a conversation exactly. with a cute girl, but I feel yeah. like roughly the same person. Yeah. Yeah. This, it's the social aspect of college is what I miss. But, um, but then I, uh, kind of to see how the right kind of education works. I took a course on Team Treehouse. It's this uh, place where you can learn like web design skills and all that. I paid $30 a month and in three months, in 60 days learned 10 times more than I did in college. Yeah, what was that called again? Treehouse, what? Yeah, Team Treehouse. Kind of a weird name, right? But it's this place where- yeah. Yeah. And, and they've got all kinds of like coding courses and stuff. And it's just a great learning environment for me, at least. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so that's, that kind of, that's kind of stage. yeah, that showed me that you could get, if you get educated in a way that makes sense to you, then it can be very beneficial very quickly. 
And I love that because what you just said, what makes sense to you, because look, some people learn, I don't want to discredit entirely. Some people learn so much in the classroom. Um, like, look, so we've got, we've got five photographers here. Uh, and Haley is an incredible photographer. Um, and she was, we were, we were digging into some Lightroom stuff and I wanted to show her some stuff. And I had, I had recorded some videos on like how to do some certain techniques in Lightroom. And I sent them over to her and she's just like eyes glazed over, like <laughs> does not video content. Like it's just, it's one of the things that just, it's a struggle, right? Um, or even, even with podcasting, some people like they just can't focus up on audio at the same time. Uh, whereas others can dive into an online course or to pick up a book. I just love the ability for, uh, for anyone to, this is, I guess, going back, I'm sorry. Essentially, I'm just researching around to further emphasize the point that even if you don't learn the best uh, with a with a book, then there's there's online video courses, there's podcasts, there's just so much opportunity. Um, so anyhow, so keep going. Okay, cool. So this kind of got your foot wet into this whole thing, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I was going to say, going back to what you just said, it's weird to hear your voice at this speed. Cause when I listen to podcasts, I listen at like double speed to just like learn more. Yeah. So, I always hear, both, man. Yeah, yeah. so every time I listen to you, you're, you're like that fast. So yeah. Pro tip you guys, pro tip for everyone listening Two X speed, your podcast, if you can handle it. Right. I can't, here's the deal. I can't do it around my kids. I usually just have like my earbuds in it and uh, like I can't do it then. Uh, but on like my drives, 2x yeah. speed it, uh, twice the content. It uh, drives my wife insane. I even sometimes will watch Same my movies that way. I'll just 2x <laughs> yep. speed the movie. Um, yep. <laughs> and, uh, it's it's a really good way to take a content. Anyhow, okay, I love it. Good pro tip, little nugget there for everybody. <laughs> but um, so then uh, so then where did you go with your books? So then I just like. It was at that point I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and read a hundred this year. I want to read more. Why not? Right. And so I just set the number at a hundred and started, uh, obviously reading a crap ton and then just trying to look for books that came highly recommended because, uh, I think a lot of us probably have read or heard of the four hour work week and I was, yeah. And Tim Ferriss did something really cool once he said that, if you want to become a quote, you know, expert, or if you want to know more than 95% of the population um, about a certain subject, read the top three rated books on Amazon about that subject. And I was so like, you oh, wow. this for a hot second. He said, if you want to be the top 95% to know the top 95% on a subject, read the top three books. Is that what you said? Exactly. Yeah. If you want to, if you want the, to know more than 95% of everybody else in the world about a certain subject, read the top three rated books. So I was like, well, I'm going to read it. the top hundred rated books. <laughs> so <laughs> Take that, Tim Ferriss. <laughs> yeah, in your face, Tim. So I don't know at what point the law of diminishing returns comes in, but I think it, it worked yeah, out. I think right. my book five, the law of diminishing returns is not how you're <laughs> So... Um, so then I, so then, uh, what were, here's what I, I would love to know this. I would love to know, maybe we can get to this towards the end and get it down the show notes, but like, I think part of the battle, and I know there's lots of lists online, but like, it'd be kind of fun to hear like Brandon Stiles top 10 books of 2000, what do we have? 17 is when you read. Yeah. 2017, yeah. 2016. Um, I think that'd be f- a fun compilation. Um, even as you think back on some of the, some of the books, I mean, do you have a, like, this will be a hard question, my man. Do you have a favorite that you took away that just for whatever reason spoke to you, spoke to the place in life you were at, spoke to the problems that you were trying to solve? 
Yes. Actually, it's funny you mentioned. So I've got, if you go to brandonstyles.com slash 100 books, they're all there. Yeah. Um, and the oh, top cool. 10 is, yeah, the top 10 is there. Links to all the books are there. So, um, but yes, there are two out of those 100 that stick out as uh, high and head and shoulders above the rest. And those two books are. Tell me about them. Yeah, absolutely. So number one is Making Money is Killing Your Business by Chuck Blakeman. Okay. Number t- number two is let me make sure I get this title right on. Uh, it's a Jay Abraham book called "Getting yeah, Everything You it. Can." Yeah, he's awesome, and it's called "Getting Everything You Can Out of All You've Got." Um, those two to me, and I'll tell you why. The first one, "Making Money Is Killing Your Business" by Chuck Blakeman. What it does is it future paces you. So that means that you start kind of with an end in mind. So why do you want to even start this business? Do you want to retire off of it? Do you want to be really involved in it every day or be able to take a step back and not do anything? Um, so it kind of have it, it has you start by envisioning the end and writing it down. And then you actually work backwards and build the business month by month through reading that book. It's really cool. So it's a, it's a very like hands-on practical book. Yes. Like you're kind you, of working in it. Like it's almost like a workbook. Exactly. Exactly. And if you, and I just followed it because a lot of, a lot of people will do that, right? Like they'll be like, Hey, just follow what's in this book and people will read it and be like, Oh, I'll do it later. But with this one for, for some reason or other, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to write down and follow along with this book as I go and write down what he asked me to do. And I'm actually going to put the book down write out whatever he asked me to do and then go from there. And I've used that template for the last, gosh, almost year and a half now to build uh, my businesses. No, this is huge. Making money is killing your business. I think this is huge for photographers because like, like I know that I think we like to believe we're special and that our industry is special and that we have some sort of niche thing going on. But I actually think the reality is there are so many businesses, so many entrepreneurs who just end up doing something that they love. Turns out they made some money doing it and find themselves owning a business, right? Yeah. Where now they, 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 it was never an intent. It was never like necessarily like the goal. Um, but it ends up working out to the point where maybe they leave their day job, uh, they go full time, or it's at least filling up a substantial part of their, uh, their income. And man, I'm just thinking about the photographers who are listening to this right now, who are like kind of deer in headlights. Maybe like you're in the middle where you feel like it's almost maybe started to spiral out of control. You thought this is what you wanted. Maybe you're looking at a calendar that's either like way too crazy and you're missing out on life. Maybe you're looking at bills that, and maybe it's a combination, like maybe you're looking at bills that need to get paid and you need to bump your business. But I have this suspicion that there's also a few photographers who are too busy and still not actually making enough money. Does that Mm. make sense? Mm. Um, And it sounds like this could be an amazing book to give people perspective, man. Perspective is a gift. Like I don't believe in time travel, but I do believe in time travel through perspective. Like if there ever was the closest thing to being able to travel forward in time, it would be to really be given the gift of perspective from someone who's gone before you. They've done the, they've done it. They've failed. They've won. Uh, They're continuing to win. They're continuing to fail. Um, and try to put yourselves in their shoes. I think this would be huge. Um, I'm really excited about this, man. Like, I'm I'm getting stoked. I want to go read this book. It's um, a really, who's the author again? Chuck Blakeman, B L A K E M A N, I believe, just how it sounds. Um, 
book book with the red cover on it. It's really cool. Um, well, 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 tell me this: like when when you started, I mean, did you start with? Because I read your bio your bio on your website, and of course, yeah. in, in, to the podcast, did you start with an end in mind, or did you just kind of be like, I love photography, and I'm just going to see where it goes? The end has continually evolved, and I think this is healthy. I think the end should continually evolve. I think. Um, like change is inevitable. And so there was an end in mind when we very first started. My wife and I, um, we were married. Uh, we um, had just gotten out of full-time ministry, a uh, small, super small town. Um, uh, I was working in, in Toledo uh, doing some graphic design and I loved what I was doing, but like we just wanted to get out of Dodge more mm-hmm. or less. Like we knew we wanted to start a family and look, uh, it is what it is. Some people don't like living in some of the most beautiful cities in the world. We did not like living in Toledo. We did not want to raise a family in Toledo. It, it just wasn't something that excited us. And so we knew that um, if we really wanted to design the life that we wanted and kind of get out uh, and start doing something, that there was a real opportunity for us to do this. Going back to what we were just talking about, man, with education, like there was an opportunity to actually create what we wanted to do. Um, um, and so, yeah, there was a little bit of an end in sight. Like, um, we built the business, uh, alongside my full-time job at the time. And, um, we also knew we didn't want to do it alone. Um, we like, I, I think a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, photographers are really lonely. I think it's killing them inside and they don't yeah. realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also some people thrive off of it, but I knew we didn't want to do it alone. And so, you know, we really set out to, to try to find, um, another couple who we could do something with and, and actually, uh, Take a different path than most wedding photographers, especially husband and wife team wedding photographers, by the way. Most husband and wife wedding photographers just kill it on their own. They love the thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we even just knew we wanted to find another team, another couple that we could build something with. And so, yes, we had that end in mind that like we need to make enough, supplement our income, uh, be able to move and go to a new city and build something with another couple that we could um, really enjoy the process with, right? Absolutely. Because um, also too, side note, uh, I know that this can be really good for some people's marriages and the relationships, but it can also be really hard. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's also just really hard. The husband and wife team thing. It's hard. It can get really hard. And just being self-aware about that uh, and knowing that, um, you know, kind of diffusing, diffusing out some of those responsibilities, uh, I think could be helpful. So yeah, that, I mean, that's a great question, man. Thanks for asking me. Um, that's where it began and it's obviously ever evolved. And so now, you know, we're, we're, we're somewhere else entirely different. Well, and I think something, something cool too is I saw a Tony Robbins thing once where he asked people how much money they needed to make. And maybe you've talked about this on the podcast before, but a lot of people think they need the money people think they need to make to live the lifestyle they want to live versus what they actually need to make is usually way less. Um, and like when I, I sat down and worked out, you know, a number for me and my family and all that. And it was like over half of what I thought it would be, which is actually a huge relief, you know, cause it's like, Oh, I, I don't have to make near as much as I wanted to, to have the car I want in the house I want and take the trips I want and things. I totally agree. I we I, we just had Alex Stroll on the podcast. Uh, he's like an adventure photographer, travels all over the world, um, shooting with his wife. It's it's a really cool thing. But we were talking about this, like what we compare ourselves to is ludicrous. Like yeah. we think we need to like, and it's kind of funny because or maybe funny is not the right word. Ironic. I mean, like even the podcast is called the Six Figure Photography Podcast, dude. 
Like it's not about making six figures. This is actually more about like, really, it's more about like roping people into an enticing title and then kind of turning it all on its head uh, in terms of what that actually looks like. But like, it's, it's insane to think about what, what percentile you are in. Like you really, like, I think it's actually 400,000, which is a lot of money. I get that 400,000, but that is like the top point, I think 5% of the, of the income, like in the United States, which is like the wealthiest country in the world. You know what I mean? Like, and we think like, oh man, I'm going to make a mill one day. (laughs) If you make a mill, you're like ludicrously wealthy. wealthy. You make a hundred K you're still ludicrously wealthy. Um, this number, I think, I think it's about joy. I think it's about happiness. We do a, um, a workshop. It's called abundance, maximizing joy, meaning, oh, and by the way, profits. It's like an afterthought. It's like Mm -hmm. joy. Like even I look at like, dude, we can make so much more money if we wanted to here at Style and Story. But like, we just actually want to enjoy our families. We want to enjoy our life. You know what I mean? Um, And so, sorry, I'm going off on a rant here, but I think like, no, absolutely. if you're 40K, 50K and you're happy, shit. I'll take that over 200K any day. Yeah. Uh, but living a miserable life full of a, a ton of problems and not seeing my family. Um, anyhow, I digress. No, you were, I, <laughs> you were, you were saying though. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you, man, because I think it's one of those things where um, it's so hard when you're not making what you want to make to put the money second. But on, and I, and I, I struggle with that. But on the occasions where you, find yourself not thinking about the money and actually how you can help this person or serve this person that you're talking to. It's amazing how like the next day you'll get five bookings for, you know, three grand each or something like that. And it's just when you're able to really put the person first and the money second, even if you aren't maybe making what you need to make that month, I feel like it works out, you know? Yeah, dude, I totally get it. Uh, Your earnings are a direct result of how well you serve your leads, not even the people who give you money, like your acquaintances, yeah. the people you bump into, the people who don't hire you. Your earnings are a direct result to how well you serve them. Absolutely. Um, podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy booth. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated GIFs and photographs. Now, here's the deal. I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first, out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've I've had other photo booths. I still own another photo booth, but the Giphy booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It it's like a it's the size of like a laptop bag essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress-free. It also has like built-in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy Booth. Go check it out at giphy.com, G-I-F 
yyy.com, three Y's, G-I-F-Y-Y-Y.com. By the way, use the coupon code SFP2017 for some dope discounts. Maybe just mention my name, dude. You know, Ben Hartley, SFP2017 uh, is the code uh, to go check this thing out. I own one and I promise you I'm buying another this year as well. Next up on my thank you list is Freedom Edits. You guys, look, the end of the day, you can't grow your business if you are doing everything. It's just a, it's a fact that we all have to face. And to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing, by the way, when I say bulk editing, like I get to still, you get to still choose Choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit, the beautiful portfolio shots, the stunning bridal portraits, whatever it is that you get excited about, please keep editing that. But all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul, please go check out Freedom Edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch. This is the thing. It's the personal touch, like the intentional decisions that that uh, Freedom Edits, by the way, in-house editors, not like outsourced, in-house editors make, I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They like Like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off-camera flash and and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, Do you want to save a couple days this week? Then go do this right now. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. So then things started, things started to turn around for you. Let's kind of, let's kind of turn the corner here a little bit. So, um, you're reading a ton, um, you're finding mentors in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and now, I mean, let's kind of, uh, future face a little bit in terms of what you're up to now. So now you're, you're doing, well, look, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You explain, I know you're building businesses and you're helping other companies build their business. What does that look like right now? Absolutely. So I uh, I started building Uptown Down, which is the entertainment company, and it was fun. And I've been playing live music for years. And um, but however, when you I guess when you read a hundred books or you just read a lot, you're, you're able to. The benefit of that is you're able to see the same things that pop up over and over again. So let's yes. say, yep, exactly. So I feel like there were you know half dozen to a dozen themes that popped up in all these books or at least 90% of them. And I was like, okay, if these are being mentioned in all these, I need to take the, these seriously. And those are kind of the six to a dozen ideas that I put behind Uptown Down and was, like you said, was able to you know do do well after I kind of was educated on marketing, which is such a kind of a buzzword to me. But um, anyhow, what I learned out of that was that I actually liked helping people and helping other, I had all these friends that were trying to start their business. You know, this is the age of entrepreneurs. And I had a lot of other friends that were trying to build their own. And so I kind of used the experience and the education that I had to help them realized I loved it even more than playing out live. And now that's kind of what I've pivoted to is helping other businesses grow. And uh, I love starting with websites and getting their website right and kind of putting a sales funnel in there and then going from from there from the ground up. 
Yeah, dude, that's really awesome. Um, as you talked about some of those themes, do you mind sharing maybe one that um, that our audience could kind of uh, maybe do a little self audit in? Um, I think auditing where we're at is really healthy and some self awareness. Uh, so I'd love I'd love to kind of maybe break one down a little bit with you. Absolutely. So let's see. I mean that the. That second book I mentioned by Jay Abraham, Getting Everything You Can Out of All You've Got, that kind of, if you want to learn about the summaries, that book pretty much has all of them, I believe. Um, like yeah. I, I, and Jay's brilliant. Like he's one of the smartest marketing geniuses. Oh, like man. His, his, um, like his ideology is just incredible. And, and it's like 20 years old, but it's just foundational stuff. You know, it's <laughs> like. <laughs> You're so right. I, dude, I was watching some of his videos and they're like, Oh my goodness. Like the red, like, Oh my, it's like watching, you're watching a square. Uh, like everyone's got perms. Um, they're just, they're, they're like the silliest videos, uh, ever, but the content holds up. The content is so strong. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so so tell us a little more. So you're saying that book though is like pretty high level, uh, key points. Exactly. Like I think one of, one of them that really helped me was, building what he calls host beneficiary relationships, I think. So essentially what that is in like wedding business terms is preferred vendors. Um, yeah. So if maybe if you can get on with a, uh, a venue that's having a lot of success and you can become kind of their go-to photographer, well, then they've done the hard work of getting the clients. Then all you have to do is pull through and either make them some, a uh, written guarantee being like, Hey, if, uh, you know, take, take on a little risk. Like if, if any of your clients aren't happy, here's a written guarantee saying we'll give their full investment back. And you know, they, then they know that their, their clients that they've worked hard to get are going to be taken care of by you, but that's an easy way to get clients in. Um, and establishing those relationships. What I love about about Jay is he gives a lot of really practical strategies, uh, that can be implemented. So it's it's kind of high level uh, high level thoughts, but then also he gives really direct. And I don't know if he does in the book, but a lot of the content that I've consumed from Jay, he gives a lot of very like now you can go and do this. Here's an example yep. of you know a barber doing it. Uh, and I think it's kind of uh, it's kind of just neat to see that translated. Uh, you know what I mean to see it actually broken down. Um, do you have any goals by the way for for 2018? Are you going to keep this whole hundred thing up? Uh, um, like, wh- yeah, what are your goals, um, mentoring learning wise now, or do you feel like you've got the juice and now you're, you're just putting in the work? Okay. So the, I would like to, con- so this year I have read two books and it, <laughs> it was a lot, man. I mean, that's like two books a week. I mean, I was spending some time, uh, it's just like an unsustainable pace, so I think it's cool. Of course to, it is. Yeah, to to set those goals. Like right now, I'm in the middle of a YouTube challenge, and I'm doing 120 days of YouTube videos. Um, nice. And so you, you kind of see the pattern of like last year was kind of the consumption year, and then this year I'd like to be more of a producer year, where you're putting out content and giving back what you've learned. Um, yep. But so I think it's it's cool to just kind of you know pick a number out of the air and then, and set a goal for that. And it's like a, either an education or, a, or a, either consumption or pr- production goal, but no, I'm not reading that many this year. That was a lot. Um, but goals this <laughs> yeah, year. I was curious, like what that looked like. So it was really like t- two books a year, right? I mean, I mean, sorry, two yeah, books a week. Well, yeah, two a week, man. I was sweating it. Like, uh, 
it, it took a lot of time, obviously. And and sometimes, you know, I, I did some on audiobook in the car if I because dr- I drive a lot. Um, but yeah, it was it was not uh, not super easy. Yeah, but I like the mentality of like a consumption year and then production year. Mm-hmm. I um I think too often Gary V talks about this a lot. We just don't get around to doing nothing. Like we just learn and we're constantly students. Uh, and if I, I'll just read another book, um, you know, right? It's kind of fun. I've I the the hack that I've done by the way to start producing things, yeah. like to actually start making content. I love that you're in a YouTube challenge to produce YouTube videos. Um, is I'll try to step up to the plate uh, with as much uh, wrong as possible. (laughs) And all I mean is this, like literally today, man, we're starting a vlog. Like I'm doing like a full like, full like from eight to four i've got a videographer uh recording everything that we do so he's actually recording this right now Ah, Um, hello and i like today today is day (laughs) one and i thought about day one and i was like i intentionally just like rolled out of bed threw a hat on backwards i didn't even shower i just like showed up to work like i almost need to start in this mindset of like not giving an F uh, and go in to just produce and just to make content. Does that make, I don't know if it makes sense. It's almost like a reverse. Like if I start to make it too pretty or make it like, what do they say? Kill your darlings. You know, if I make something too precious, then it never gets done. And I almost have to like de devalue it in a way, like bring it down a few notches in order to actually execute on it. Does that make sense? I, man, I, I struggle with that. I, I think it's like, because when I started the YouTube, I put it off for about a month because I was like, man, I want to come, every video I make, I want to drop a bomb and I want people to be like, holy crap, like this guy's a genius. But if you do that, you might could get one video, you know, like kind of dispelling your best tricks. But then after that, no one can, no, you can't just drop wisdom like that every day. So I think yeah. going in with a, a, a mind of being like, I'm just going to do my best and it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it, do, it doesn't even have to be great. I'm just going to try you, you, a, you get better. And then B, you kind of open yourself up to being vulnerable. And I think people really want to see that versus an aha moment. Yeah. Because I mean, candidly, man, I'm 31. I don't know how old you are, but like, I don't have all the aha moments. Like I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still, and I'm learning through doing it, I guess. And so at the very least we have perspective to give people, you know, we have our life and we have our perspective. And so, um, I think that's maybe the big theme, you know, you talked about the theme this year for you is really executing. One of mine is, is to continue to execute, but to execute on a, on a level of transparency and humility that just kind of puts it all out there in a very like, I don't got my shit together. Yeah. Uh, but you guys can watch. You can watch me figure it out uh, and maybe learn something along the way. You know what I mean? Um, and to me, that's been very freeing. I think year one for me was uh, I, I, I felt like I had to be on too much. Do you know what I'm saying? I, well, well, tell me this. So it's like you've got the, you know, I think you've got a lot of listeners on your podcast. You've got a YouTube channel. Um, you've had a lot of success. Do you feel the pressure to kind of, uh, keep that up or like, or do you think like if, if you were to share maybe a failure, people would be like, Oh man, I thought, I thought Ben had it together, man. Why is he, you know, he never, he never misses. Do you, do you have that fear? 
Um, no, I, I don't, uh, maybe I did to start. I certainly, you know, I certainly did to start. I think I had to prove something to some degree to start mm-hmm. internally, you know what I mean? Um, but I think more than anything, it's even just like, uh, it's to keep pace game and to keep giving people value. I think if I have to wait till I hit a home run to make a video, like meaning this, like hit some sort of business home run that I'm like, Oh man, this is going to blow people's minds. Um, it's going to happen maybe once a year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I also think I need to redefine what a home run is. Um, because look right now, like we're in the middle of transitioning to some really cool, um, projection IPS sales for portraits. We've always done it for weddings and we don't, we've never done it. And I think the home run is actually showing people us learning how to do it. Uh, I think that can become a home run for a lot of people rather than we just made this breakthrough, new technique, new sales process that no one's ever done before. I think that is, is where you get in trouble. So that's kind of maybe where it's coming out of, Uh, man, I think, I think being able to remove yourself like that because you're like, for example, I know nothing about photography outside of like taking pictures on an iPhone. So you could probably tell me like something to you that's like, so like any photographer that's even watched a YouTube video on photography would know. And it would blow my mind. Cause I'm like, Holy crap. And, and so yeah, it's like sure. being able, like when you're really good at something, it's being able to dumb it down, not even dumb it down, but just understand that people might be so far behind you that something to you is like knowing your left from your right could be earth shattering to them and kind of allowing that to take place. Um, I, I run into this with being a musician is, is like when you're a guitar player, you always want to impress the guitar players in the room, right? Like you want to do something cr- crazy that the <laughs> other guitar players would be like, oh man, but really you're trying to play to your audience. So the per- the people you should be trying to impress, which is your audience and just casual music listeners, you, you don't even care about them because you want to impress the best of the best. And that's where there's a little rub there. Yep. No, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Yeah, it's um, it'll be a fun year. I'm excited to see what you're up to. I'm excited to see how it grows and and what you do. And uh, I, yeah, um, likewise for for the things that we're up to too, man. Um, dude, let let me ask you this. So, um, as as have you had the opportunity to to take a look at the kind of the photography industry in terms of web design? I I would love to like I I would love to um, leave our viewers. Um, with maybe a couple practical things with some of the stuff that you are really an expert in, you know, as you're talking about making a website that works, this is what all of these books and all this mentorship has kind of brought you to. You've built this business where you're helping mm-hmm. to grow other businesses through creating websites that work hard, right? It should be the hardest working tool that you have. Um, this is where we get practical, uh, action steps, right? Brandon action step. Pull over the car, listeners. Uh, when you get back to the office, make sure you you pull this section back up and you re-listen to this. We're going to get super practical here. Brandon, web design for photographers, something incredibly actionable for them to do this week, this day, this hour. Action step. Here it Go. is. Go put together something that whatever the number one question is you get asked the most from like with musicians, like with live entertainment, it's, Hey, how do I know which songs to pick? So what I did is I went and made a three video series about how to pick your wedding songs. I put it on YouTube under like an unlisted, uh, video. And I gave that away as a lead generator on my website. Because the thing that 
how do people find you? Well, they probably get on Google and type in Atlanta wedding photographer and they check out the first five. And how do you stand out? Most everyone just says, call us now or 20% off if you book now. And I, I think there's a place for discounts, but people get discount blind because it doesn't mean anything, you know? But when you can offer something that A, adds value to a potential bride and groom or couples or customer's life where you can teach them something that they're nervous about or or need a problem solved for. And then also through the video, the second benefit is that they get to know your personality through this. So not only are you helping them, but they're like, man, Brandon's a cool guy. Or like, Ben's, a, I like Ben. He's a funny guy. I want to work with him. So go today and whatever's at the top of your website, replace it with something that your customer can download because I guarantee you there are very few people doing that in your city. Nice. And bonus points if it's a video, you get to show personality on video, you get to show who you are, you get to tell stories on video. It doesn't have to be if that's not your mojo, right? Like play play to your strengths, make a written piece of content, your photographer, um, photographs, uh, uh, some, you know, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, think about, I think it's, it's this, it's think about what are the problems, uh, that your, your bride and grooms have? What are the problems that your couples have and what's a solution that you have to offer them? Cause they're probably searching mm-hmm. online for their problem, right? Uh, how to choose my wedding dress, uh, top locations in Columbus, Ohio, um, you know, best venue, uh, I don't know that kind of stuff. So dude, I love it. Brandon, Thank you for being here, my man. Where can people find you on the, the internet? The best place is, uh, so I'm on Google and Yahoo, but the best place is to go to brandonstyles.com, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-S-T-I-L-E-S.com. And like I said earlier, if you want to check out the 100 books that I read last year, you can go to brandonstyles.com slash 100 books. So that's the number 100 and then books, and you can check them out there. Dude, I love it. Thank you so much, you guys. I hope you took so, like like I get that you're not going to read 100 books. I completely understand that. Maybe maybe one of you will. I still <laughs> doubt that. Even if you pick up and you read two books, right? Um, I think that there's value that Brandon dispelled for us here. Um, making money is killing your business. Getting everything you can out of all you got, J. Abraham. Um, uh, check those out. Get the rest of the list down below. Um, this stuff, it makes a difference. Invest into yourself, not just financially, but with your time, right? Close out on Netflix mm. for the next week. Pick up your book. Delete Facebook app from your phone. You can still keep it on your desktop. Delete it from your phone and read these two books. Um, Brandon, I appreciate you and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds Thanks, everybody. Good to see You guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Look, I do not want this conversation to end. And so do me a favor. uh, For starters, uh, head on over to Facebook. On the Six Figure Photography Facebook page, I have a ton of live videos. And when I say a ton, I mean like over 200. I try to do weekly live videos where I have the opportunity for a two-way conversation. Right now, you're just listening to me. But I think it's really exciting when you and I get to have a dialogue. Not only that, but if you shoot me an email, I promise you, I will read it and I will reply to you. And so definitely hop on, shoot me an email if you've got questions, thoughts, find us on Facebook uh, and make sure you keep an eye on YouTube. I think YouTube is going to get pretty exciting for us here in the next few months. And so make sure you subscribe to Six Figure Photography over on YouTube. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye everybody.